Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Oh, snap. No, they didn't. A boneless rib sandwich. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I don't know why that makes me laugh, and I hear it every single day <laughs> at 6 o'clock. I do not know. Ah, good job on Oren, by the way, uh, as we give you these little breaks and these little sounders you hear coming in. He's freshened them up for you, so good job, man. Um, Mike, Dave Canales, the Panthers' new head coach, said this today. And we don't have a guy yet to say this about, but I hope Zach Robinson says this. He said, we're going to become what Bryce Young is great at. And that is not Dave Canales, who just left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and helped, you know, Baker Mayfield to a great season. He's not coming in and saying, we're going to make Bryce do this, this, and this. He said, we're going to become what Bryce is great at. Whatever that is, he says, I don't care, Mike, today in his presser. I don't care what we can't do. What can we do? Who are the players that we have and how are we going to maximize those strengths? Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's the Dan Quinn sort of school of positivity, but that's what you got to do. And common sense. Look, I'm not going to try to you know turn Bryce Young into something he isn't. Correct. I, see, when you and I were going round and round with listeners, and, oh, Bryce Young, he's not going to be the guy. Well, it wasn't like everybody was saying C.J. Stroud was a slam dunk. No. You know, matter of fact, people were afraid of Stroud because of all this, the bad negative press right. he was getting. Right. And Ohio State quarterbacks, all that crap. But, yeah, C.J. Stroud's a rock star. Bryce Young is miscast on a bad team. I thought and I, some guys, I guess it's because it's a black guy, you got to compare him to a black guy. I always compared him to Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, I was like, that's who he's going to be, but you got to put an offensive line around him. He's an accurate pocket passer. You know, he, it's not like he's looking to move as much as other guys, but, you know, you look at, the, you look at what he did for, uh, for Saban. That's why I thought, you know, you might have wanted to get Bill O'Brien down there to work with him. Did a pretty good job getting him a Heisman, right? He did. Uh, Canales talking about, you know, building a culture. I mean, the things that we'll hear from a lot of these head culture, uh, head coaches, the new head coaches, but he says, listen, we, we all speak the same language and we're heading in the same direction. Guys, this is an opportunity. There's been a reset in our division, right? I, I don't know if Dennis Allen is, is long for New Orleans. I don't know how long that, that stays and, and whether Carr is going to be there, but there's been a reset um, in our division with Carolina, with us, uh, even with Tampa Bay, Mike, I mean, a lot of people thought, you know, that, that Todd Bowles would not be there at this moment. And so I, my point is, whoever's going to come in and maximize, to, to Dave Canales' point, whether it's Raheem Morris or Canales, or, 
they got a ch- we've got a chance to kind of own this division. This thing is not Matt Ryan and Drew Brees anymore, you know? Right. It's it's different. It's not Cam when in five or six years that he was running this thing. It, it's I just feel like this is the turnover moment where if, if Raheem gets it right, we can maximize this and maybe own this division. And maybe we're talking about four or five runs to the playoffs and owning this division because I think it's for the taking. I really do. Right. And, guys, there's only one place you need to be on Monday, 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 and that's right here. Raheem Morris, as Carl mentioned, introductory press conference. We're going to, you know, we'll intro our show, kick right to the press conference, and then later on, exclusively from in the coach's locker room, Carl, right there in the bowels of Mercedes-Benz, we're going to talk to Raheem, and then we're going to talk to a guy we've been dying to talk to for months. That's Terry Fontenot. Yeah. Um I'm just sitting here thinking about all the things that's been going on with Terry Fontenot. <laughs> and all man. the all the it's questions. Lot. It's funny because it's we were joking around about like you know who. You know, all right, Terry. So we'll be you'll be the good cop. I'll be the bad cop. We'll break out the lamp. Who ordered the Kyle Pitts? <laughs> <laughs> was it Smith or was it you, Fontenot? <laughs> no, and look, and guys are hitting us up today on the text line because we talked you know earlier. What he's gonna say, yeah, Mike, right? What? You want the truth? <laughs> you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. That's what he's gonna say. Right, you know, we we were joking around earlier about like you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do like the, the Kevin Spacey at the end of like the Usual Suspects. You know, it was yeah. What was it, what was the Gabriel Byrne character? It was the cop. Maybe it was the, he was a dirty cop. He was, it was him all the time. He did it. You know. Yeah. I mean, I just think that uh, we want and we would like to think that it wasn't the general manager who went with skill, skill, skill. Now Bijan looks like a rock star. We just didn't get to use him the right way. And Pitts has been injured. But it would be nice and convenient to say it was more from Arthur. And then I think maybe the only people out there that still don't believe in Fontenot would say, oh, okay. Because when you give him the money to spend on free agents, he does it the right way. Yeah, I think that was proven with the way the defense certainly got better. Uh, By the way, coming up, you're going to hear from our buddy Michael Rothstein uh, a great conversation about the quarterbacks and the options. And I just want to bring this up before you hear Michael because there are people who are hitting us up and going, guys, there's only one guy we should be talking about. And that's Justin Fields. Michael said to us in this interview, and you'll hear it coming up here in less than, than seven or eight minutes from now, Mike, if Justin wasn't from here, would we be talking about him in the same respect? And that's a great point because we're always so tied. Just why, hey, why do you think Arthur Blank, in addition to him being a pretty good quarterback at the time, was interested in Deshaun Watson? He's a Falcons ball boy from Gainesville. Right. Yep. You know, so we always want to get the guy that's got the local connection. But, yeah, I don't think, and I said this to you a few days ago, I don't necessarily think that people – football fans around the rest of the country outside Chicago or Atlanta think the same way about Justin Fields that we do. Yeah, um, and and I said this to Turtle, you know, one day we were talking about this, and I said familiarity, all right, makes you more comfortable in these decisions. There are people who saw this kid in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Harrison High School in Kennesaw. There are people who said, oh, my God, we forget. Number one quarterback coming out of high school goes to Georgia. Oh, my God, they had the number one class that year. It didn't work, but he goes to Ohio State, and you still saw him on the big stage. There's familiarity, Mike, right. with him. These other guys, some of these other guys, you're like, eh, I don't know. I ain't seen him. I don't, I'm not sure. And I think that plays into this. It doesn't mean it's the right decision, but that familiarity will allow you to have a little bit more grace than you normally might if you didn't know the guy. Right. But then again, you know, Kirk Cousins turns 36. Uh, this uh, this summer, there's a guy that always throws for 4,000 yards, always throws over 30 touchdowns. He does. But the resume, as far as the playoffs, is bupkis. It's, he's one in three in his playoff career. 
And, and that's a bit of, that kind of gives you a bit of pause. The, the guy that we'll talk, you'll hear the conversation coming up with Michael Rossi from ESPN because, you know, he put it out there and, and there was a specific scenario, but it's an interesting point about Russell Wilson. If you could get Russell to agree to a decent deal that doesn't kill us because he's going to still be making money for not playing for Denver. Right. And then the Russell Wilson thing is, look, forget, forget about what you think about the guy, his toxic positivity and, and some of the cheesiness that comes from it. The dude, if he was our quarterback the last two years, we win We're the division. The we beat Tom Brady two years ago for the division. We're in the playoffs. Seriously. You yeah. just needed, I mean, the baseline, I know that's a phrase that gets used a lot around you, just basic competent quarterback play. But, yeah, that's what, he's more than that. And certainly this year, Carl, there's four or five games that Russell Wilson would have won us. Now, as we're talking about these quarterbacks, and, and again, there are no wrong answers right now because no selection has been made. We don't know who's available, who's not, as far as whether Justin's going to be made available. We think he is. It feels that way. Um, but, Mike, I, I was talking to somebody today about Drake May, and I'm just going to throw this out there. You know, and this is why I said I don't know if Caleb mm-hmm. Williams, everybody's on Caleb, and they think the upside is off the charts, and it probably is. But they were saying that, that Drake May, and we're going to hear more about this, that, mm-hmm. it, that is his comp, Mike, is Justin Herbert. Oof. Well, that's a pretty damn good comp. Mike. And that's why he's not going to be there when we want to pick. That's exactly. Now, there are going to be people who say, wait a minute, I saw the kid in North Carolina. College and pro project, they just project differently. Right. And I get it. I understand. You're probably going to say, well, Herbert was more accomplished, you know, when he was at Oregon, blah, blah, blah. I found that interesting. So I started looking at Drake May a little bit more today. I don't know, Mike. If Caleb Williams is the, the lock to be the number one pick, because it's going to depend on if Chicago mm. keeps that pick and they go, wait a minute, we like his skill set a little bit more than we do Williams. It is very possible. Do right. not call us crazy that May could go before Williams. I don't know if he will, but I'm just telling you, if scouts are already talking about his skill set, Mike, like that, right. come on. Well, the other thing is I mentioned Mike Vick the year that he took Virginia Tech uh, as a redshirt freshman to uh, Florida State in the National Championship of the Sugar Bowl. He came back. His second year, the numbers went down, but obviously the Falcons said it's a talent. We're going to draft him. If you look at uh, Drake May, his numbers last year, 38-7, and 7, 38 touchdowns, 7 picks, and he rushed for nearly 700 yards. And then this year, he came back to earth. So I don't know. I, I don't know enough about watching North, I mean, North Carolina. Just seemed to blow a lot of games they should have won this they, year. I agree with that. But he threw for twenty-four touchdowns and nine interceptions, which doesn't really do anything. Same thing goes for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams was going to be the shoe in to go back to back Heisman, and then everything went sideways you know, for him. And of course, because USC played no defense, but he, you know, he wasn't the same quarterback either in, in this year. So how do you judge him then? That's, That's exactly what, what, what tape. Him? Which tape are you looking at? Right. If you're, if you're looking, looking at 22, or you're looking yeah. at 23. Right. If you're looking at Caleb Williams from two years seasons ago, you go, this is a no-brainer. You look at Caleb Williams this year, you might you might be hesitant. Right. And, you know, I, I, I think it's valid. So there's some more deep dives that, that are going to happen into both of these guys. I do think they'll be the top two quarterbacks taken. But when, when he said that today, when, uh, one of the scout friends of mine, and I said, Herbert, right. I hadn't heard that. And he's like, I'm telling you. Mm. And, and that if that is true. I can't pass that up. Well, then then you get into, to get to one, two, or three, we're going to trade, you're going to swap your picks off. So you're, so you're going to you know, tr- trade eight for whatever, one, two, or three. You got to give up a number one and maybe a two. And then you got to give up another number one. See, that's so the thing. That's a lot. And if, if we were, see, but we, we still don't have the edge rush. Th- this was a stopgap, you know, Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree, unless you really think that, you know, Zach Harrison's going to take this big leap, right, at, at edge rusher. Right. Or. You know, or Ebicady, but we don't really. We need edge rush, and there's a couple of good ones that would be totally there where we're selecting. That's where I'm still tempted. That's why I know, guys, as we stop talking about Russell Wilson, but <laughs> it just to not have three first round picks. The Rams could say f those picks because they had the whole team ready to go. Yeah, 
I don't think we're, we're th- I don't think we're there yet. I think we're we're playoff contenders with a good quarterback, but I don't know about giving up all those picks. All right, four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. It's Dukes and Bell uh, coming up. You'll hear our conversation with Michael Rothstein as we talk about the other quarterback. All right, we spent a little time on Justin. The other quarterback, as Mike and I brought up yesterday, is Russell Wilson. And if the if the deal is that you could get him for under market value, uh, and when I say that, guys, understand. You know, he got uh, that deal when he went to Denver because that was what he was rated as, as one of the best quarterbacks, and they paid him accordingly. But he didn't have to get that here. He's going to come in, and he's going to still make a lot of money from the Denver deal if they decide to move on, which everybody says they are. This could be a very reasonable deal for the Falcons, and you might said it, a transition. So for three years. And then you can go draft your your quarterback in the future somewhere in the middle. That's right. So. Uh, Rothstein's going to talk about that. Hmm. Also, we've got uh, last call coming up. A lot more to get to here. By the way, from Twitter, Paul Almond says if Justin Fields never wore a Georgia uniform, he'd be viewed as just another failed Ohio State quarterback. That's a bit harsh. And then five other guys, Carl, saying, Carl, Mike, it was Dean Keaton was the character in Usual Suspects. It was Keaton the whole time. Good call, yes. Kaiser Soze. I hadn't seen it in so long. That's one of my favorite Good job, man. Good job. All right, guys, we'll come back. You'll hear what Michael Rothstein has to say about does it make sense for Russell Wilson. It's next on Sports Radio 929 again. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. HomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. We got to talk to our man Michael Rothstein from ESPN. And Michael, you see what you've started, right? Now you've got everybody concerned and worried about (laughs) what the Falcons are going to do when it comes to Russell Wilson. And you're, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm putting this on you. Yep. This is your fault. Uh, you stoked the flames, man. You know what? I, I, I'm sitting right now outside of the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, and I feel like you're using me as a puppet. So I'm not really feeling <laughs> so good about this. Well, so, I wait. tell you what, if you were pulling people's strings, man, you got a major reaction yesterday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, so let's talk about this because it's either or, right? It's either Kirk Cousins, okay, coming off of an Achilles, or right. it's Russell Wilson. And for those of you who missed it, basically Michael said, look, give him a three-year deal, $36 million, give him $20 million guaranteed, and let's keep it moving. He's going to get a lot of money from the Broncos once this all goes down. Uh, It's a reasonable deal. Does this really make sense, though, Michael? Is this the way that you really want to go? 
Well, sorry. So uh, a few caveats here, right? Like uh, when we started this project, uh, I did not know who the Falcons head coach was going to be. And obviously that, or they're certainly their offensive coordinators. So that, that was part of it. Second, um, the deal in there to be very upfront is for, would not be a deal that I imagine would happen in part because like you mentioned, there's so much offset money there that, Russell Wilson may want a backloaded deal no matter who signs him because he can play for next to nothing next year and make the Broncos pay for it, right? But Mm -hmm. he may also say, you know what, I don't want to do that. I want to actually have a deal that I feel good about. And then you you go from there, right? Because you want to be paid what you're worth and you want to make sure you're getting the value that you feel like you should be getting for yourself, and, and that's for any industry. So part of the issue, and I want to explain this a little bit, Kirk Cousins, not available. Baker Mayfield, not available in this simulation. It's just a simulation of what could happen. So all of a sudden, two quarterbacks that I might have said, they might make a lot of sense, particularly Baker Mayfield, honestly, uh, because of his connection with a lot of the guys on this staff, specifically the Rams guys from a season ago, uh, were not available to me in this particular simulation. And there was no way knowing that we could not trade up in this in this simulation, there was no way that I was going to go in without having some sort of, I feel good about this player as a starting quarterback situation, because let's be honest, the three guys who you would say are sure fire-ish starting quarterbacks were not going to be there at number eight. Right. They just weren't. So that's part of this. And then when you look at the options that were available in this thing, I put in offers for two guys. Russell Wilson first, Geno Smith second, because he was available on this. And then I put a third one in for Joe Flacco on a one-year deal. That was, to me, the best of what was available. And, frankly, if you're a Falcons fan, you have to be prepared. That's maybe the possibility. Mm. Uh, I could have theoretically put in a trade for Justin Fields. But, again, not knowing the offensive system or the head coach at that point in time, right. uh, I would not have done that. And I, I still don't know if I would do that now because – you have to wonder again. There's to me, there's real questions about Justin Fields, but I've been saying I've been saying that from the rooftops for years, guys. Uh, and the other, you know, the, obviously we don't know what the Dak situation might end up being in Dallas. That was not something three weeks ago that looked like it was something that would happen, right? So that's kind of where the calculus is of all of this. Where I look at Russell Wilson and I think he could be the best of the options available when we're talking about free agency. And if you're the Falcons, you have to. Do something at quarterback because you know Arthur Blank believes this is a win now situation. Do you think? I obviously, we'll, we're going to try to get try to get all the answers. We're going to talk to Terry Fontenot coming up on Monday after the introductory press conference. But where, where do you feel the interest is for a guy like Fields? Because I would think, like you know, if Arthur is meddling, Arthur would know that might put some fannies in the seats to get a guy like Fields in here. Sure. Uh, I mean, I feel like if the last staff were here, uh, that conversation would not happen. Uh, you know, they, remember this is a group between the general manager and the head coach with the staff that was here that passed up on Justin Fields to take Kyle Pitts. And that was their decision because they liked Justin Fields not as much as Kyle Pitts, right? And you sit there and you say, well, Terry Fontenot is still here. And you have to wonder how much he likes Justin Fields. And you also have to really ask. And I, you know, I said this, I guess it was maybe a year ago or two years ago, uh, uh, when I was doing a hit uh, with 11 Alive, and we were talking about Justin Fields, and I was just like, if he wasn't from Atlanta, would there be that much mm-hmm. clamoring for him? Right. As a quarterback, when you look at the numbers, I don't believe there would be. 
you know, I, I think he, he's a very intriguing, interesting player, but some of the concerns that have been there with Justin Fields in the past are still there when you're talking about accuracy, when you're talking about decision-making. So, you know, listen, the guy's a, a uniquely talented player, right? Like, but to me, the, I would just have a little bit of concern, and we don't know what type of offense exactly Zach Robinson's going to run yet. If you look at what they've done with the Rams, which is his only, you know, when you look at his history, it's only Rams. Right. Well, what has it been? It's been largely pocket passers who have a little bit of movement. Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Baker, when Stafford got hurt, and then, you know, more Stafford this year. So if they're going to run that type of offense, does Justin Fields fit in that offense, or does a guy like Baker, does a guy like Russ, who throws a really good deep ball, does a guy even, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine they were bringing like a Ryan Tannehill, but like a Ryan Tannehill, does a guy like that that's more of a pocket, more of a, a pocket presence guy fit versus Justin Fields, who is fantastic with his legs, and we've seen, much like against Justin the Falcons uh, in December was that December. Yeah, it was December. It's December 31st. Like we've seen, he can be very accurate, but we've also seen in games where it's a choose your own adventure novel. <laughs> this is your fault, Michael. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio well, 929 game. Fault. <laughs> <laughs> I can hey, see what's the sign, baby. This is your, right. yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, any concerns with the staff? Staff's been hired. T- tell me what you think yeah. of the staff. Tell me what you think about I mean, what, what yeah. Raheem did. Yeah, I mean, listen, there are still obviously some positions to go to, to hire with this staff, but a large majority of it is, is hired. Uh, we don't know what Zach Robinson is going to be as a full offensive coordinator. We know what he did as a passing game coordinator, and that worked really, really well with the Rams. But also remember, he had Sean McVay there handling a lot of that, right? So I'll be curious to see what that looks like when it's just a Zach Robinson offense. And we don't know what that will be. We don't know how much of it will be carbon copy-esque of a Sean McVay offense, or is he going to have different principles that he's going to want to bring in from his playing days or, you know, some of the other stuff maybe he's just singing. Uh, defensively, um, I, I reserve judgment until we know who is calling plays. If it's Raheem Morris, if Raheem Morris is calling plays and it's a similar situation to what we saw uh, with Arthur Smith and Dave Ragone, where Jimmy Lake's coordinating stuff and handling it, fine. Like I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. If it's Jimmy Lake that's calling plays, then you've got a first-time offensive coordinator and a first-time NFL defensive coordinator. That would ha- I would have some concern there that there might be some learning curves uh, to figure that out. Special teams, listen, you retain Marquise Williams. One of the better special teams coaches in the NFL really like that move. I think the coaches they did retain on this staff, very smart in every which way, uh, including moving T.J. Yates to quarterbacks. <laughs> so I, I, I like the moves they did make. Jay Rogers, a really good defensive line coach, and has, has worked with some high, high-level defensive linemen. So I, I think you can feel good about a lot of the moves they made. But, I do, yeah, I do have some questions about the coordinators just from an experience standpoint when it comes to – making these calls on making these plays on an NFL level because that, you know, that, that was not, that was not really a concern for much of the time with the last staff, right? Arthur Smith had experience there. Dean Pease had a ton of experience and Ryan Nielsen had at least some experience the year before in, in New Orleans. So there could be some learning curves there that maybe people are not anticipating. 
Uh, guys, it's ESPN.com's Michael Rostein with us, and he, again, got the ball rolling, talking about some other options for the Falcons. We covered kind of the free agents or trades. Uh, I know that uh, at least for everything I'm reading, Michael, unless you know different, it just seems like Bears will go Caleb Williams. Uh, Commanders will draft a quarterback. Patriots will draft a quarterback. So the three guys you'd want most, Jaden Daniels or, or May, be gone. So yep. would we try to m- maneuver, trade down, and get a Penix, or we still try to get a defensive end? Or, I mean, wh- where do you think we'll go if we're going to go get it off the tree in the draft? Uh, I mean, listen, I, I, if I'm Terry Fontenot and, and Raheem Morris, I at least see if I can get up into that top three. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would try uh, because I, I think those are your three best shots. But remember this, guys. So quarter, taking quarterback in the first round does not guarantee success. It doesn't. So the streets of failed coaching tenures are littered with failed first-round picks at quarterback. They just are. So keep that in mind as well. I, I, so to me, unless you're in love with a quarterback at eight, that's why I go get a vet and I, I take a Dallas Turner if he's there. Jared, Ver, that might be a little high for Jared Verse at this point, but go get an edge rusher because you need them. You're like your, your edge right. rushers you have right now are – like, they, they still haven't produced at a super high level. Some of them are getting up. You know, who knows if Bud Dupree is going to be back, uh, as an example. Like, your offensive line, we don't know if Calais Campbell is going to come back. And we don't know how some of these guys fit into what Raheem Morris, Jimmy Lake are going to try and run defensively also. So you might have to shift some guys around. So, uh, to me, I think you look at edge rusher. You look maybe at corner, depending on what you feel about, you know, Clark Phillips or if you go – get somebody in in free agency and you know then maybe you look at offensive line you know whether you feel good about Caleb McGarry at right tackle you know you still owe him some money but is that a long-term solution that you want there uh you know so I think there are going to be options for you to look at and listen people might think this is wild but I think you have to consider a receiver at eight (laughs) right right in that spot where we've seen this before here we go no, but yeah, but but right, like it, depending. Look at the offense the Rams run. Yeah, you need more they receivers. Have, you need receivers. They, yeah, they they have largely been a receiver based, you know, kind of one three one offense. And right now, you have Drake London, and a lot of your receivers are free agents, uh, you know, and, and didn't necessarily have great years to begin with. So, are you going? To, I mean, you know, and again, this is me just throwing this out there. Like, does Kyle Pitts take more of that type of role? next year and then you and then johnny smith becomes your tight end one like you know or you know or in a hybrid situation again we don't know what zach robinson's going to do offensively there's just a lot of questions there that if receiver is the best player there like same malik neighbors is there right at eight let's just say he's there and he's the best player on your board uh i think it's you have to really think about taking him like that that's the good thing for atlanta and, and what terry Fontenot has largely done throughout the draft process in his three years here he's going to take who they believe the best players available because they're just trying to accumulate talent, which is why this job was attractive in the first place because of the talent they have. Is Odunze better than Neighbors from LSU? He might. He might. Uh, Roma Dunze, I think Roma Dunze is phenomenal. I do too. So I do maybe, too. I'm just know, saying, I, I like, if he's there, what, if he's yeah. there, then, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm just – and we've got time to, to, to figure this out. But, yeah, you're throwing those names out there. I'm like, I like Neighbors, but I really like Odunze. Oh. Oh, hey, real quick, uh, I just I thought it would go all, The thing yeah. is, we don't know, A, who the receivers coach is, and B, what type of offense exactly they're going to run. Sure. So they may favor a certain type of receiver that we're not used to seeing uh, with Arthur Smith in the last half. And by the way, Michael, we only got a few seconds left real quick. Sure. Uh, I know in some of the scenarios that have been written about, uh, and some by you, would, would they move a Drake London or a Pitts in a trade? 
Uh, to get I up mean, to that top I, three. Yeah, I, maybe. I mean, I, I would not move Drake London personally. No, uh, no. Pitts. You yes. know, I, I would not. Drake London and B. John Robinson, to me, are the two that are right. like, no, I'm definitely not moving them. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, if that's what it takes and you're, you're absolutely convinced the guy's going to be a franchise guy as a quarterback, then, yeah, I think you look at certain guys and say, love the player, but if I need the quarterback. Like, uh, to me, there's only a couple guys that I would be like, no, nah, that's a non-starter. Uh, but that, I think you can say that about pretty much what every team in the NFL, there's probably four to five guys that are like, nope, not, not going to happen. Michael, great job as always. Michael Rothstein, ESPN, guys. We will talk to him throughout this process and uh, keeping our ear to the street as the Falcons need to make some moves, and we're trying to figure it all out. Michael, thanks again, man. Have a great day. Hey, anytime, y'all. Take care. Good stuff, man, and he's uh, giving us a lot of content, so thanks a lot, brother. Uh, other coaches today having their introductory press conferences around the uh, the league. Saw that uh, Mike McDonald getting in Seattle. Uh, saw some of the uh, Jim Harbaugh press conference in uh, Los Angeles and uh, talking about, uh, you know, not getting into specifics. No one's going to say, yeah, we're going to cut this guy, that guy, because there were some cap concerns about Chargers, but his quirky personality on full display today in the, uh, in the press conference. Also, Dan Quinn, as we mentioned, going up to D.C. So, Sergeant Slogan. Going to the nation's capital where iron will sharpen iron and the brotherhood will be forged there at FedEx Field. Hey, man, for the uh, last call tonight, got something for you that's uh, about your favorite player, maybe in a different uniform. Something that just didn't look right. Reason we bring it up, real big bombshell today from the world of Formula One. Seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton. Word came out that he's leaving Mercedes at the end of this year to drive a Ferrari. Now, every driver says you got to at least take you know at least one spin in a Ferrari if you're in Formula One at one point in your career. So following Sebastian Vettel, Schumacher did it, Fernando Alonso, and now Lewis Hamilton going to be in a Ferrari next year. So the question is, the guy, your favorite athlete, who just didn't look right in those colors, Joe Namath wearing the Rams, Johnny Unitas wearing Chargers. We were just talking about Oren, Jerry Rice as a Raider. Yeah, the end of his football card looked kind of weird. So that's what we're shooting for tonight, 404-726-0929. Weird looking at that guy wearing that. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Chime in on the biggest stories of the day. Hey, man, it is Dukes and Bell. Hope you guys are having a great ride home. Carl's down there at uh, College Park doing the Skyhawks game tonight on Peachtree TV, so you can check that out. So I'm riding solo tonight for our game winner, 404-726-0929. The dude that uh, switched teams, maybe it was a free agency move or maybe it was just a trade. Either way, you're like, that's not right. A couple of guys said uh, trying to get their head around Brett Favre uh, first in the Jets and then later on, especially for Green Bay fans, in that division wearing purple and gold of the Vikings. So that's a good pull. So that's what we're shooting for tonight. The reason we got onto it, I'm a big you know, F1 junkie, and the word that after his entire career in a Mercedes in F1, Lewis Hamilton after this year, switching over to Ferrari. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be sh- And hopefully the other part Lewis can cover and maybe win his eighth championship. we got to wait till next year for it. And maybe, you know, give Max something in that Red Bull. I'd love it. All right, man. Up first, we got, is it Yaslin? Yaslin? Hey, man. You're in the game. Hey, what's up, Mike? It's Yasin. You know, we've met a couple times. Hey, man, I might owe you money. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's probably Joe Montana with the Chiefs. That just didn't look right at all. It didn't. 
And I got to be honest, if Brady just went out after that last loss to the Rams, that would have been cool. Kind of like Joe going out in the AFC Championship, right? He went out respectfully. You know, but Joe, Brady came back that one last year. Wasn't good. But yeah, Joe was a chief. We got Patrick. Hey, Patrick, you're in the game, man. What do you got tonight? Hey, man. Hey, man. You know, Mike, you've been around a long time, brother, and I got to tell you, the original number three for me did not look right in a Phillies uniform, Dale Murphy. Oh, right there with you, brother. Tough to see, and again, we went through another cycle of, again, the writers, you know, the uh, the veterans eventually, eventually might get Dale in there, but yeah, you guys have heard us at Murph's, and you guys have been over there to meet Dale. He's just an absolute sweetheart, just a sin, that dude is not in Cooperstown. Hey, man, is it Amit? Amit, you're in the game, man. What you got for us tonight for tonight's last call? Hey, man. Hey, you man. Know, first time caller. Nice. I, I think LeBron James, man. You got to think, is he a Cleveland native? He won a ring with Miami. Now he won one with L.A. I don't know if that purple and gold looks right on him or if he's really a Lakers legend. Hmm. It's a good poll. You know, I mean, he had bounced around. It's kind of like, you know, the old days. Obviously, you know, we're Jordan guys. That's why no one ever thinks of Jordan in a Wizards jersey, <laughs> which I would say would be the number one, probably one that looked weirdest of all. And it wasn't even the Bullets. I, when I was living in D.C., they were the Bullets. But, yeah, that's a good one, man. And LeBron has bounced around. But, yeah, I guess Cleveland does have their time with him, and Miami can claim him too. Our man, Swede. Swede, talking about a dude who changed duds, and it just didn't feel right. I got two of them. First of all, Pete Rose when he went from Cincinnati to Philadelphia. But the, the main one for me is Eddie Matthews uh, moving to the Astros in 67. Even though he ended up his career, uh, interestingly enough, as a world champion with the uh, 68 Tigers, uh, seeing him change uniforms from the Braves since he was a Brave from Boston to Milwaukee and then to Atlanta, that was the biggest shock for me. Anyway, love your show. Thanks, Thanks. man. That's a good one because, you know, I got to see Pete Rose both as a Red and as a Philly, but as a kid, I also got to see Pete Rose as an Expo. Yeah, man, I wonder if what a, what a Pete Rose, he signed enough stuff. I wonder how much Expo gear is out there, man. We got our man, Marcus. Hey, Marcus, you're in the game, man. What do you got tonight? <laughs> hey, man. Marcus. Man, that's crazy. Hey, um, Penny Hardaway, man. He's still my all-time favorite point guard, man. Him in Orlando and then going to the Knicks. It just went right, man. The Knicks and then uh, Phoenix Suns. And, uh, Penny Hardaway, though. Okay, man, good pull. Because it's funny, there's a story. I know we've talked about this before, and uh, any time we can get Dominique on the air, if we get him to tell it in his own words, it's really funny. But it was a, at the end of his career, he was in Orlando, and it was a team meeting, and his brother Gerald Wilkins was on the squad as well. And so they were struggling, so they have the team meeting, and so Gerald just starts basically just pointing fingers and going after everybody. And when he gets to Penny, Penny, you ain't even a nickel. <laughs> just, I don't know, it makes me, we got any more, Warren? Is that it? Is that it? We got Keith here. Let's go. Oh, I'm Keith. sorry, man. Keith. Hey, Keith, you're in the game, man. Talking about a dude when he switched jerseys, he just didn't feel right. For me, man, it had to be Dominique in that Celtic number 12 uniform. Oh, right. Especially if you think back to Dominique battling with Larry Bird in New Orleans back as a Hawk back in the day. But I, would, I thought you might say Clippers, too, because there's nothing that felt right about that move, man. Good job, though, tonight. Got a lot of, lot of good vibes and good variety. Hey, man, it's our man Turtle. He is not just a producer. He is talent. And he's on tonight. What do you got cooking up, uh, cooking up tonight, brother? Well, first of all, I never thought I could like a Boston Red Sox until mm. Johnny Damon came over in 2009, oh. shaved the beard, and won a World Series oh. on the dark side, my uh, Because I know the Red Sox and, you know, seeing Wade Boggs riding the back of the horse with the policeman at Yankee Stadium, the Red Sox fans probably throwing up right there. And then he, he wanted to retire as a Tampa Bay Devil Ray. Well, After you know, all that crap. We talked about this. Speaking of, and that's a perfect way to segue into what we were just yapping about. 
We went. Uh, I was down in, in uh, Bradenton on the beach this summer, and we went to the last regular season game of the first half of the season, Braves and the Rays. Right. And it was all Braves fans. The top deck is not even open, and they're honoring Wade Boggs. So there's like, you know, 20,000 people with these fake palm trees out in the infield and like, <laughs> and of course the great dude, you were there like two years. It was just, it was so weird. It was like tacky as hell. Surreal. He was the only player they got to him and Jose Canseco to come over and right. start that franchise. I think, I think crime dog is in there too. I think they, in their hall of like the Rays hall of fame. Anyway, what you got going on tonight, brother? All right, fine. If we're going to get Russell Wilson, okay. Then what are the expectations? Is it playoffs or bust? Mm. You need to win multiple playoff games. Will there be a mandate from above? Mm. If Arthur Blank is going to shell out some cash for Russell Wilson, it's go time, baby. Well, the Michael Rothstein article, now again, in that scenario, you've got him making all that loot off of Seattle. And so could you get a contract that would be you know, mutually beneficial for the Falcons and Russ? Look, I don't, I, 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 as soon as I say Russell Wilson, I hear guys in their cars going, no, no, no. But, I mean, if you put him on our team this year, we're, we win the division. You put him on our team last year, we win the division. I agree 100%. So, fine. We get him. Okay. <laughs> but then what are the expectations? Well, we got to – then the good news is you could go get, hopefully, a guy that hits the ground running as an edge rusher. Right? We don't really do at that eight, very often. At eight, you right. could do that. Take Dallas, Dallas Turner, Turner. Jared, Jared Verse. Right. Yep, they're right. there, there as well. Hey, by the way, speaking of Alabama, I meant to mention it before we went to the break. Uh, crazy story. That Maybe not so crazy. Kalen DeBoer trying to gain traction, not lose guys. You know, he gets Ryan Williams to stay. And now word is Ryan Grubb, the OC that came from Washington, maybe going back to Seattle to be the OC for the Seahawks for Michael Mc, for Mike McDonald. There's something in the air up there, Mike. I don't know what wow. it is. We'll have to talk to Andy right. Bunker about that one. So you're on for full three tonight? Oh, man, the full three coming at you, baby. All right, man, Chris Turtle is raring to go. Atlanta, so don't miss it. Uh, let's clear out. Don't get the heck out of here. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. Oh! Hey, man, great job tonight. Thanks to everybody who had joined the program. We did uh, speak with our man Michael Rothstein, also Rusty Manziel. Tennessee, by the way, speaking of just real quick, if you hadn't heard, Tennessee is not backing down. They are digging in. Their, their athletic director basically sent an open letter to the NCAA saying, pound sand, get lawyer up and come because wish Florida State had done it. Maybe they're too busy suing everybody else like the ACC, but Tennessee will have more on that to talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow, by the way, we're going to be at State Farm Arena. Uh, you got uh, the Suns coming to town, so we'll be ready to get you ready for all of that action, so don't miss it. Hey, uh, Carl, by the way, on TV tonight, uh, covering the Skyhawks from College Park. All right, man, clear my throat. Uh, you know, I went to Florida State, and I really wanted to play baseball, but I wasn't Florida State good. I wouldn't even have been like Furman good or like community college. I was good at high school, but, you know, uh, you know, the dream dies hard. The reason I bring this up is tryouts, 1986. I'm in the cage, and, you know, they're throwing me some fastballs, and I'm, I'm doing okay. They throw me the curve. And this voice, southern voice in the background, okay, son, that'll be enough. And that voice was Mike Martin, who went on to uh, win more baseball games than anyone else. It was a tremendous judge of talent, from Deion Sanders to Buster Posey, and telling me that I'm never going to wear the garnet and gold in the open tryouts in the fall of 86. Uh, 17 trips to the College World Series. Uh, won a ton of ACC and Metro titles. He passed away today, age 79, and he was a classic uh, old-school guy at Florida State and one of, and one of the greatest uh, baseball coaches, of, if not the, of all time. So there you go. Hey, man, if you love the show, you tell your friends. If not, hey, man, you better lawyer up, NCAA. We're coming at you. Hey, sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be sh- 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.